In the world of Amazon, you all know what it's like to have a package coming. Waiting on a package, especially one if it's big or if it's expensive or if it's something exciting that you've been looking forward to for a long time. And you know what it's like to have the day come when the UPS truck pulls up in the driveway. It's not that you've actually brought the box in or that you've gotten the box cutter out and opened it up or that you've taken out the packaging and actually gotten to enjoy the thing yet. But the very fact of the truck pulling into the driveway is exciting. The very arrival of the gift, even though the gift has not yet been experienced, The very arrival of the thing brings with it a sense of completion and joy and excitement. The same is true about Christ's coming. When Jesus is born of the Virgin Mary today, 2,000 some odd years ago, that's really what we're celebrating. We're not celebrating the gift actually being received individually into our hearts, the package being open, the fullness of faith abounding. But we are celebrating the arrival of the thing, the arrival of Christ onto this earth, the truck, if you will, pulling into the driveway. John describes this this way. It's light in the darkness. Before this great day, before the thing had arrived, it was this, as if the whole world was back what it was before God had said, let there be light. Sin had created a sense again of darkness in the world. Back when the world was formless and void and dark, sin corrupted the world that God had lit up and made it to a degree dark again. But when Christ arrives, on the day that he arrives, on the day of his incarnation, there is now again light in the world. The light came into the darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. Titus, says it this way, Paul says it this way in Titus, that when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Notice that Paul goes ahead and kind of mixes up the appearing of Jesus, the arrival of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, with salvation itself. Now the rest of salvation... And how that's going to play out in individual lives, that's going to come. He's going to talk about that in the rest of the sentence. But he can't help himself with the excitement. That when Jesus arrives, light is in the world. When Jesus arrives, salvation is now in the world. The very incarnation of Christ is part of and cannot be separated from the rest of salvation for you. Now, there are two simple things I want you to notice in today's readings about this salvific and exciting and joyous arising, arriving of Christ. The first is that 
despite the joy being available now, despite the sense of completion and excitement being available now with the arrival of Christ on Christmas, it can still be rejected. Yes, the gift arrives, and it's for everyone. Yes, the light has come into the darkness, but there are some, John says, who choose to shut their eyes. They choose to pretend like it's not light. They choose to pretend and to make it dark for themselves, even though there is light in the world. It is as if that delivery arrived and the delivery driver put the package right on the porch, but you never went and got it. You just walked past it every day until it just became kind of part of the porch scenery and you just totally forgot that it was even there. John puts it this way, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world and he was in the world. In other words, he was born. He was in the world, the world that he made. And yet the world did not recognize him for what he was. He came to his own, but his own people rejected him. And that is unfortunately true still of people today, even though we've had 2,000 some odd years of walking back and forth on the porch, seeing so clearly what Christ, what Jesus is for the salvation of man. Still, many treat Christ this way. They know, in theory, the gifts he brings. They know, in theory, that he has come. They know, in theory, that he has died and has risen again from the dead. But they'd rather not open the box and see. They'd rather not open the Word, the Bible, and see. And so today, the first thing is this. Let us pray for those people. And let us pray for opportunities to witness to them. And if you know them, if they are your family or your friends or your neighbors, then go and witness to them. Go to their front porch, point out the box that's sitting right there, ready for them to open. Show them, witness to them the light and the life of men that you have received this Christmas every Christmas, every day. Now, the second thing to notice about this salvific arrival of Christ on Christmas is this, that there is indeed more to the story. Yes, the arrival itself is beautiful. The Christmas story, especially when you read it from the KJV in Luke 2, like we did last night, it is wonderfully beautiful. But there is more to it than just that. Christ grows. Christ comes and he continues to give himself. The box must be open. It must be brought inside. It must be experienced in its fullness. John and Titus both talk about this as well. 
John says it this way, but to those who did receive him, to those who got the gift and recognized it for what it was, who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood nor of the will or of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And Titus says it this way, when the goodness and loving kindness of God appeared, he saved us. Moving on, the rest of the sentence, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Yes, Christ arrives at Christmas, but he wants to come to each of you even 2,000 years later, 1,000 years later, 10,000 years later. He wants to come to each person individually. He wants to come into your heart. And unlike whenever you get a package and you have to go out and you have to bring it in and you have to get the box cutter and you have to open it up, Jesus does it all for you. It's not because of your own works that he comes into your heart, but it is because he has given you this generous gift. Not because of your own righteousness, not because of your own works, but because, as he says, of his mercy. Not by your own will to go out and find him, but by the will of God has he preached the word and given you the Holy Spirit in your heart. And Paul connects this especially to baptism, the washing, the regeneration, the renewal of the Holy Spirit, poured out, poured out, poured out, that's a word for water, poured out on us generously, richly, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. He came to you, he baptized you, Yes, he came on Christmas, but he continued to come. He came in the nativity, but he came then again from there to you in your hearts. And so, dear saints, praise that Christ this Christmas, not just for arriving. The arrival is great. Not just for coming 2,000 years ago at a beautiful nativity. That is joyous and it is a completion in and of itself. But also praise him for continuing to come to you today. For not just arriving, but opening up your heart and coming in. For not just being the light that lightens the darkness of the world, but shining that light directly into your heart. For this is the fullness of Christ that John speaks about, that he has given you not just grace once, but grace upon grace. And so to that Christ be all the honor and glory now and forever. Amen.